I am getting so excited for this upcoming free workshop that I'll be hosting at the very beginning of April 2023. So many of you have already jumped into the waitlist for this workshop. And if that's you, if you're wanting to get onto the waitlist, then no worries. Just go to madelineevergreen.com backslash human design waitlist, and you'll be the first to be notified when the doors open, when registration begins, so that you can get inside this amazing free workshop. You're going to be learning all the details about how to manifest according to your design and what is blocking you from being successful at this. When I first put out a couple of episodes and even a free guide on this topic, I just thought, well, that's that. That's a super simple topic. Everybody's got it now and we can move on. But I was shocked. I get so many emails, DMs, messages, comments, and even people coming up to me in my life asking for more information on this topic, asking specific questions according to their chart, if their chart tells them they're specific or non-specific, active or passive, and, and what does that mean for them in different circumstances? And it blew my mind. I couldn't believe the volume of questions that you guys have for me on this topic, and that's amazing. That means that we can dig deeper, get clearer, peel back the layers of what's holding you back, and just dive in. There's so much more information for you than just what you've learned on this podcast so far. But don't worry, it's still going to be easy to understand. It's still going to be something that you can learn. We're not going deep into the weeds and getting overly complicated in this workshop. What we're going to do is simplify your life. Make it so that you spend less time, less energy, less effort on your manifestation practices and just live your life in an authentic, natural way that will automatically attract what you want so that it's easy. It's just natural. It'll just be you. So again, get on the wait list, go in the show notes and find the link for the wait list or go to madelineevergreen.com backslash human design workshop. And I cannot wait to see you inside the workshop. This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Today's going to be a really fun episode because it's story time. You can just sit back, relax, and listen to an incredible story of struggle, effort, strain, and pain that turned into something magical and amazing and a huge life lesson at the end. But before we jump into that, let's do the review of the week. All right, I'm going on to Apple Podcasts right now, and I'm selecting a review at random. Here we go. This one is a five-star review, and it's titled, So Helpful. I am fascinated with the topic of human design and have done some deep dives on my own, but have still felt lost and confused. 
Enter Madeline's podcast. I found myself nodding along to her question in the introduction. She delivers on her promise. This podcast makes human design so easy to understand. I suddenly feel like my understanding on the topic has exploded thanks to her extensive knowledge and willingness to share. Thank you so much, Madeline. That is so fun. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that this podcast is helping you and making it easier to understand human design. I just love that. So if that was your review, go ahead and DM me on Instagram. Find me at healthy underscore Madeline or email me at hello at MadelineEvergreen.com and let me know the username you used for that review and then you get to have two choices of a wonderful prize. Choice A is a recording that I'll send you of your life theme or if you already know your life theme or you're not interested in that, then choice B would be an opportunity for you to ask a deep, extensive, maybe even complex question about your human design chart, and I'll send you back a video or an audio or a super detailed description of an answer. So thanks again, and if anybody else wants to win this amazing prize, go ahead and rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And I do want to point out that you do need to write a review in order to enter for the prize. Uh, I see a lot of you do rate the show, so that's amazing. I'm so grateful and I love it. But you do also need to write a review in order to be eligible for this amazing prize. All right, let's get into today's story. So I've been completely obsessed with the topic of manifestation lately because of you, because you keep emailing me and DMing me questions Questions about what it means to be a specific manifester or, you know, what if you're a passive manifester, but you love to get active with it? Or how could you be a specific passive manifester? How does that work? Or somebody said that they are a specific manifester, but they don't really like a lot of details. They can just think of one detail. So what does all of that mean? And you guys seriously ask the best questions and it blows my mind because it makes me understand human design and manifestation so much deeper. So I wanted to share a story about my own experience with this that will help hopefully help you, first off, just feel entertained, but second of all, help you understand what this is like in real life, how it goes wrong and how it can go right. And if you're still having questions about how to use your specific design to manifest, then for sure get into the free workshop that's coming up soon. Just go get on the wait list. You're going to be thrilled with this content. I have been working really hard on preparations because there's so much to say and it's going to be so amazing. But okay, story time. So years ago, not that many years, um, six, seven years ago, something like that, I bought a condo. I was single at the time. It was my first home. You know, I think it was even more than seven years ago, but whatever. I bought this condo and maybe someday I'll actually tell the story of all the disasters. This condo must have been cursed. This condo, I, I lived there during my Saturn return, 
which any astrology lovers are going to know that that's typically a time where there can be turmoil or challenges or a lot of stress. And there was just one disaster after another. So that's not the point of today's story, but I did learn a lot from it that maybe I'll share another time. But then I started dating my now husband, Christopher, and we decided to buy a home together. We were going to be getting married and we wanted a home. We didn't want to live in my teeny tiny little mini condo anymore. So my condo was gorgeous, so cute, really well-maintained, really nice neighborhood. And I thought for sure, this is going to sell like that. It's just going to go, no problem. Let's just buy a house and sell the condo at the same time. So we bought a house pretty quick and the condo didn't sell. And it didn't sell and it didn't sell and it didn't sell. And there was basically zero interest in it. There was an open house in which a couple of people showed up, very small handful, no interest. And then there were showings every couple of weeks, somebody would do a showing, not interested. Now, part of the reason, well, no, not part of, I'm going to say the biggest main fat reason why people weren't interested was because of all of the problems, the previous problems that had gone on with this building. The building was under litigation. It was in debt. There was just a lot of financial issues with the condo association and a lot of bad history. And the entire building, everybody that lived there was in crisis because almost nobody was able to sell for years because of these issues. Nobody wanted to buy one of these units. And so that put people in a really, really bad spot. When you can't sell something, what are you supposed to do? Especially when you don't want to continue living there. So I'm we, we bought a house. We have two mortgages now. And months and months and months went by. So I thought, all right, nothing's happening. I'm just going to rent it out. Got a renter. He lived there for a year. I learned immediately I hate being a landlord. Honestly, he was like the best renter ever and nothing went wrong. Everything was smooth. It was fine. I made a tiny amount of profit and it was no problem. But it was still extremely stressful for me. Every single time I thought about him or thought about the condo, I had a full body hot flash. My heart would start racing. I would start getting anxiety and panic because, oh my God, what if there's another flood? By the way, when I lived there, there was three floods in my unit and I had to move out multiple times for remediation. So what if there's another flood? Oh my God, what if something happens to him and he disappears? Oh my God, what if this happens with the building and then we owe even more money on it? And I just was under so much anxiety and stress and I knew that being a landlord is not for me and I am not interested. My parents own some commercial building space and I've grown up knowing what it's like renting space out and it's not for me. (laughs) It's just not for me. I absolutely hate everything about it, even when it's going smooth. So a year went by. I decided to put it on the market again after he moved out and crickets, literally zero interest. And I am 
like pouring money into this. Like uh, my bank account is draining with these mortgages and I was dying. Okay, so got another renter in there for another year. She was a little better, but the building was going downhill. More disasters, more problems. It was probably the most stressful time of my entire life. More floods, more just pure hell. And my health was going downhill because I was so upset and so stressed out about this. And then it eventually did sell. But what I want to talk about is what happened with the manifesting? Because this whole time, the whole time, I was into manifesting. I've been into it for a very long time. So I was trying to manifest a sale. I was trying to manifest perfect renters. I was trying to manifest everything going smoothly and zero floods, all of that kind of stuff. And it's like the more that I tried these manifestation methods, the less it worked and the more stressed out I got. And I can see now the more out of alignment I got. So what did I try? One thing was that I specifically wrote out two full pages of a detailed description of exactly how the sale was going to go. It included the date that the sale was going to happen, the type of people that were going to buy the condo, the price. It included literally every single minute detail anybody could think of when it comes to a sale. And every single day, I would sit in front of the mirror and I would read that two-page detailed description out loud, staring into my eyes, staring into my soul in the mirror, and I would say it with confidence and conviction, and and I knew it was going to happen, and it was true, and nothing. Okay, n- the sale did not happen in that way at all. What else did I do? Daily affirmations. I had a whole list of affirmations that I would say that all had to do with this condo selling. I did visualization exercises. I would sit down and close my eyes and I would visualize the whole process going smoothly and happening. I prayed. I talked to God. I talked to the universe. I talked to my angels. I asked for help. And I did some kind of subliminal things as well. Like one example is I changed the background of my phone for all these years and it had messaging, like it had affirmations and subliminal messaging about selling my condo. So those were just the methods that I can think of. I think that I did even more than that, but this is what I can remember just off the top of my head. And I did these things like with so much effort. Like I was gonna do this. I was gonna manifest the perfect sale. And I really, really tried. And I did these methods that I had learned in manifestation courses and from teachers and from books and and different kinds of resources that I've been learning from all these years. And it was like the more I did that, the less close I got to selling it. And it was like everything just continued to fall apart more and more, and more. And then I remember sitting down with my mom one day and just breaking down crying and saying like, in a few months, I'm not going to have any more money. I am paying for this ridiculous mortgage 
and I have another house, what am I going to do? Do I sell my house and me and my husband move into this tiny little condo that's a prison that we can't get out of? Or what? Should I foreclose? Should I just do that? And I started researching what does foreclosure actually mean? Like what's the reality of that? Because I was getting close to that point and I couldn't, I had no other options. I could not move forward with this. And it was a really, really bad situation. And having these renters in there was just absolutely not going to be a long-term answer for me. So I got to the point where I decided, you know, all right, I have a renter in there for a few more months, then she's going to be moving out. And if I foreclose, I foreclose and whatever. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm moving on. I don't care what the effect is from that because I don't have another option. I surrender. I quit. I give up. I'm I'm over it. And I truly got to the point where I just gave up. And then I got a phone call. Do you guys ever get these really weird scammy phone calls from people asking if you want to sell your home? Well, I've gotten those in the past and I never pick up and they leave a creepy voicemail and I never call them back. But this one, I decided to pick up the phone and hear who is this solicitor on the phone and what do you have to say to me? And they were one of those uh, home flipping companies that buys houses at cost and cash and then they flip it and they sell it. And usually you would expect to sell it to them for a lower price than normal because they're just going to buy it really fast cash and they're not even going to do inspections and they're not going to, you know, ask you to do anything. So I heard them out. I still thought that this must be some kind of scam or whatever, but I decided what that's fine. I don't know what this is, but you guys can come over, take a tour, whatever. I don't care. So I I let them in, I showed them around. It took them mm, way less than five minutes to just glance around and they wanted to make an offer. And I was shocked because (laughs) they didn't know about all the problems that were going on. They didn't look into anything. They didn't know that my HVAC was on its last leg. They didn't know that there's leaks every couple months that destroy the building. I mean, they didn't know about all of these things that everybody else would find out about when they would look into the building or do an inspection. So these people, I don't know what what I don't know how people like that can do business, but they wanted to buy it right away. And of course, for a much lower price than what I was going to sell it for. But With all of the legal issues that were going on with the building, it turned out to be actually a very reasonable price. I don't need to get into the details of what that means, but it was a it was a good option, even though it was significantly lower than what I was wanting to sell it for. And within three weeks, we closed It was sold. I gave away the keys. I said bye-bye to my renter who I could not stand. And it was done. And I, I was shocked. I couldn't even believe that that was how it happened. I didn't even know that that's an option. I, I'm very naive when it comes to some of these types of like adulting sort of things. I didn't know that people buy and sell homes that way. So, 
that was not at all on that big specific vision that I wrote out. That wasn't even in my mind. I didn't even look into that. But it wasn't until I quit, I surrendered, I gave up, and I just let go that, boom, it happened in a flash. So let's look back at this and dissect it from a human design perspective, kind of from a bird's eye view. So now I know that I am a non-specific passive manifester. And if you don't know what that means, you're going to learn about it in the upcoming workshop. So get in there so that you can understand that deeper. Or you can also go back to episodes seven and eight. And there's some information about that in those two episodes. But I'm a non-specific manifester. So for me to write out two pages of exact details about how something is going to sell is like me putting up a big iron fence between me and the universe, a big brick wall, and I'm blocking the universe from sending anything my way when I get into all those details. That is not how I communicate with the universe authentically and according to my human design. So it's much better and more effective for a non-specific manifester to completely ignore all the details. And if you want to, uh, you know, specify what you're manifesting, you would specify it according to the energy that it brings you. What do you want to feel? What do you want the energy to be like when you have that thing? So what I should have done, instead of writing out two pages of specifics about how this was going to sell and what the price was going to be and what the date was going to be and who was going to buy it, instead of doing any of that, I should have just said, okay, universe, I'm ready to move on from this condo and I want to, I, I just want to be free from it. I want to be detached from it in all areas. I want to cut cords financially, physically, energetically, emotionally. I want to be out. And how it happens is up to you, but I am ready to just be free from this place. So that's how I do things now moving forward. I don't even, I wouldn't even say something like I'm manifesting selling my condo because you don't know all the choices. Like what if the building burned down and it was just done? I'm not saying that that's a good thing, but that's an option. Or I don't know what all the options, but just selling it isn't necessarily the only way for me to get what I really want. What I really want is to be just out of there. I I don't want any attachment to this place whatsoever, physical or energetic. I want to be out. So hey universe, that's what I want you take care of the rest. I'm moving on. That's what I should have done. Not the details, not writing out the price. Of course, if you're going to put something on the market, you have to pick a price. But when I'm saying like writing it out on my vision board or on my manifestation list, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the date, the anything, none of it. Okay. Now I'm also a passive manifester and I was being an active manifester by doing a daily affirmation list, visualizations, prayers, subliminals on my phone background, constantly thinking about it, talking about it, meditating on it, and doing all of these activities, that is in alignment for an active manifester. An active manifester will attract what they want when they interact with the idea of it a lot. Like when they think about it, talk about it, visualize, you know, stare at their vision board for an hour. Those things 
do work for active manifestors, but I'm a passive manifestor. So did you notice how the moment that I fully quit, I fully gave up and surrendered and I just stopped trying, boom, it happened. For a passive manifestor, you become extremely attractive and magnetic when you don't meddle in the details. So that's what I did. I just let go because I felt that I had no other choice. But now, if looking back, if I had just done that from the beginning, I bet it would have worked. Who knows? It works for me now. When I do that on purpose now, it, it really works. And I do want to address one common question I get from people. It's typically people who are passive manifestors, and they say that they like all the activity though, so can't they just be active anyways? Well, I like all the activity too. I love rituals. I love feeling like I'm playing a part. I love talking about what I want and thinking about it and looking at it, but it doesn't work. When I do that, I don't get what I want. I don't manifest. And so it's more important for me to have a life where I am actually successfully manifesting than a life where I get to do the rituals. So I just choose to follow my chart that says that I'm passive and you can decide to do whatever you want. But if you aren't manifesting what you want and you're going against your design, try following your design. That's something that we're going to get into a lot more specifically in the workshop. And hopefully you can also bring your questions to the live videos or send them in in advance. And then I can answer your specific questions and issues. But I hope that was helpful and a little fun and entertaining too. A little sneak peek into my history. Um, It's so great for me to think about that that condo is gone. I can't even tell you the sense of relief when it just blew out of my life. That moment that I closed and it was sold and done, oh my God, I have never felt so much relief. Seriously. So I've got a lot more stories. I can think of so many times in my life when I tried manifesting and it didn't work and then when it came, how it did work. And maybe I'll share more of those on the podcast moving forward. Who knows? But in the meantime, go out and start living according to your design. And also, I've been seeing you guys tagging me on Instagram when you're listening to the podcast. And that's so fun. Oh my gosh, I wish I could be there with you right now as you're listening. That would be even more fun. But if you're listening to this on your phone, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and tag me at healthy underscore Madeline so I can just see who's listening and I'll catch you all in a week. 